Welcome back. Welcome to episode 18 of the podcast. Incredible. 18. We're here. Whoa. We're loving it. We're living it. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. We are back and better than ever. In today's episode, we are discussing birth control. Yes. I'm excited about this episode. Yeah, I think so. Like, it's an important topic to talk about for sure. (sighs) Definitely. I felt like you had a little accent there. Where was that from? What? I did? (laughs) I don't know. It was the other me that i don't know sometimes listen it just comes out at weird times it was your dual self what did the accent sound like i i what were you saying you were like hello (laughs) hello everyone welcome big summer blog Discount. My what is this? My my Your headphones. I almost said headset. My <laughs> headphones flew off my head when I was laughing just now. Oh man! Yoo-hoo, that got that really got me. Oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. That was good. Okay. Listen, Thank I don't have an accent, that. but we're here to talk about some important I'm shit. Dead. I'm dead. Okay. I'm dead. D E D. Like what you dead. said. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay. Gather your get yourself together, Ashlyn. Bring Thanks it Thanks for in. laughing in everyone's ears so obnoxiously. Um, okay. Today we are discussing the history of birth control. Who invented it? When did it first become available to women? Um, and we're going to be talking about our own experiences, mm-hmm. maybe answering a couple of questions. Yeah. Um, common questions, I should say. Frequently asked questions. <laughs> and then I also reached out to a couple of my friends and to get their stories and their experiences. Yeah. And I'm excited to read them out loud. Mm-hmm. They gave me permission. They were like, read them out loud. Do it. Yeah, I think it's Go important it. to get um, like outside opinions or like experiences too because i've heard like hearsay here and there about different experiences but like yeah i think yes i think mm -hmm. um i think that it's important to have your friends to like seek advice from because Mm -hmm. like you can read like so many stories and testimonials online but it's different when it comes from people that you know and trust and right. like that you know you can reach out to for advice mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that yeah so it's really about the more you know honestly yeah the <laughs> more you know <laughs> let's learn from each other and continue to support each other yes and supporting women <laughs> i don't know why it was we're that. here for it Things are getting weird already, and the episode just started. <laughs> it's okay. This can be a weird one. Okay, so I think we should start off by saying our little disclaimer. Yeah. Consult your doctor on what birth control would work best for you. We are not experts. Mm-hmm. Like, just speaking from our own experiences. And obviously, all of our bodies are different. All of our systems are different. You have to find what works for you through trial and error, basically. Um, but like I said, I reached out to a couple of my friends, and I think that... I think that all of our stories are going to be super helpful to any of our listeners who are mm-hmm. maybe deciding what kind of birth control would be best for them. Right. They're curious to hear um, just basically other people's experiences. Like, Yeah, and being a little bit more knowledgeable going into it, whereas like when I first like was going into it, I didn't have any information really yes, about it. Exactly. So. Same. And I didn't really have older friends. I could, I yeah. mean, I did, but I didn't feel comfortable enough talking to them about birth control, but I yeah. don't think it has to be this secret mm-hmm. on the DL topic. I right. think we can be loud and proud about it because 
we are women and we're strong and we we need to be there for each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think, like you just said before we recorded, it's important for like men and young boys to hear this too because like this yeah. is important stuff. Yeah, it's important that they realize and recognize the struggles that we have to go through. Uh, yeah, I mean, in particular, females who have struggled with the side effects of birth control or yes. not realized that their side effects um, are causing certain things to happen and um, become I think it's important to share these stories so that if you are on birth control and you're experiencing certain things and you're not maybe connecting it to a side effect which has happened to me before but Hmm. um, yeah anyway I think towards the end if you stick around we're going to share some of our own experiences yes Um, stay tuned till the end we'll start with a little bit of background okay a little bit of background so um, I mean basically if you go to the Planned Parenthood website you can read all about the history of the birth control pill but basically we have Margaret Sanger to thank for it she drove the research and development of the century's most revolutionary medical breakthrough after penicillin one, of course, mm-hmm. was the pill. With the help and financial support of her friend Catherine Dexter McCormick, they researched and produced an oral contraceptive. And I have an interesting tidbit of information from the Planned Parenthood website that I wanted to share. It says the efforts to develop an oral contraceptive would not have been possible. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Contraceptive would have been for not, however, what? Phrasing, man. <laughs> Would have it not been how forever if it hadn't been for the medical folk? Like, oh. That's how I feel like yeah, they wanted to. Like that's how they across. phrased it. It's not like standard like American English. It this should be ancient. read. Yes. <laughs> okay. Basically, it wouldn't have been possible um, without the, it says, medical folk traditions of the descendants of the Aztecs. Hmm. The basic research research for the pill became possible when Russell Marker discovered that generations of Mexican women had been eating a certain wild yam. The Barbasco root, also called the Cabeza de Negro, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, for contraception. It was from these yams that Marker was able to extract the progestin that Gregory Pincus combined with estrogen Mm. to formulate the first birth control pill. Wow. Progestin. Why is that so hard for me to say? Yeah. Why? Okay. (laughs) Certain words get us all. Whatever. But yes, isn't that so interesting from a yam? Yeah. That's crazy. I wonder, like, imagine being on, like, the trial for that. Like, oh, sorry, it didn't work. You're pregnant. (laughs) Oh, shit. Or like, oh, it did work. Great. Like, I I could not imagine being on trial for that. No. I I mean, like, not even on trial, but, like... I could be on birth control, like taking it every single day or like doing whatever you whatever yeah. you have to do. And like every day I'm still thinking, right. Oh, shit. Am I pregnant? <laughs> yeah, because it's it's a worry. Like yeah. it's a genuine concern. Like mm-hmm. that's why we're using these birth control methods, because we don't want to get pregnant. Right. So, yes, they yeah. better they better work <laughs> that 94 percent or whatever better work. Yeah. Um. So some of the most commonly used birth control options are. The birth control implant, which is called Nexplanon, I think that's how you pronounce it, mm-hmm. which is inserted in your arm and you're protected from pregnancy for up to five years. That's oh. pretty incredible. Going from a pill in the start of the birth control yeah. situation, birth control, the era of the contraceptive. <laughs> of the pill. Of the pill. <laughs> um, that's crazy that five years. Yeah. That's insane from one arm mm-hmm. implant. Um, there's five different brands of an IUD. 
Um, again, I'm probably going to be saying these wrong only because I don't, I've never used these, so I don't really know how they're pronounced, but mm-hmm. there's Paragard, Marina, Kylina, Lolita, and Skyla. But what's interesting about the Paragard IUD is it doesn't have hormones. Mm-hmm. It's wrapped in a tiny bit of copper and it protects you from pregnancy for up to 12 years. That's insane. That is it. 12 years is insane. That is One IUD, crazy. like insert or whatever like it's called. Yeah. Um, I think on the birth, on the birth control on the Planned Parenthood website, it tells you what IUD stands for, and I want to say it. Let me look for it. Intral uterus Boom. device or something Oh, yeah. Like don't that. you have an IUD? Intral uteral device. I don't Why know. Why didn't yeah. I just <laughs> ask you? I should have just asked because you have one. Intra uter. I don't know. Something about being inside your uterus. Intrauterine <laughs> device. Yeah. Basically a device inside of your uterus. uterus. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small piece of, pl- of flexible plastic shaped like a T. Sometimes it's called an IUC, intrauterine contraception. Yeah. Okay, so there is also a birth control shot, a birth control vaginal ring, a birth control patch, birth control pill, mm-hmm. and a birth control sponge, which is interesting because I have huh. never, I've never, I don't I have don't, any friends that have experiences with the sponge. That's pretty interesting. What does it do? Like, I mean, it says it's seventy-six to eighty-eight percent effective. So, so like, yikes! Soak it up we don't or? love that low uh, percentage. <laughs> It says it concern, contains a spermicide to help prevent oh, pregnancy. Interesting. Each sponge has a fabric loop attached to it to make it easier to take out. It is a small round sponge made of soft, squishy plastic. That does not sound You put great. it deep inside your vagina before sex. Okay, so it's not something that you keep up there. Oh, you like It's something but, you put in, you insert, and then take it out when you're done oh, with the business, you know? That sounds pretty interesting it's wild i know a sponge like who would have thought so um again there are other birth control methods available you Mm -hmm. just again i suggest going to the planned parent yeah talk to your doctor or or go to about your health care and speak up about what you want and there's so much information information yeah and research uh, resources online right again i'm recommending the planned parenthood website Mm -hmm. um so do you have any information about sort of like the early days of the birth control or anything about Margaret that you wanted to share? Um, no, just that uh, I think we briefly mentioned it in the previous episode yes. that she was like a major like influencer for um, women's like rights and like reproductive rights and just like all Like of not that. only was she designing a pill, but she was like, like totally an activist. Part of babe. like a women's movement. Yeah. Um, Which we love. Mm-hmm. Duh. <laughs> okay. Um, I reached out and asked a few of my friends to share their experiences with me. I've personally only ever used the pill, but I was curious to see what they had to say about their own experiences. And again, I thought it would be helpful for our listeners to hear yeah. um, a little bit of this information because yeah, I found definitely. it to be super helpful. And again, it's nice having friends that you can turn to for advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's start with my Dear friend Olivia, Olivia, if you're listening, hi, I love you. She said, so I decided to go on to Paragard. I decided to use the Paragard IUD because it is a hormone-free birth control option. Previous to Paragard, is it Paragard or Paragard? I I think Paragard. Okay, whatever. You know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. Previous to Paragard, I took the pill for about three to four years, um... But then I started to feel the synthetic hormones wreaking havoc on my body. I was an anxious mess, but I still did not want babies. LOL. I spoke with my doctor about my concerns, and she she suggested I try the Paragard as a hormone-free option. 
I was terrified to have a foreign object inserted in my uterus, but I was even more scared of potentially becoming pregnant. Naturally, I read through what seemed like hundreds of testimonials, both good and bad, but mostly bad. At this point, I knew several people with an IUD, either Paragard or Marina. So I took comfort in the fact that their experiences were not necessarily as bad or as painful as what I was reading online. I also had to remind myself that it is more common for people to post bad reviews than good ones. Mm. So I decided to keep my appointment following my doctor's instructions to take over-the-counter pain medication one hour before the mini procedure. Before the procedure, I told my nurse that I was extremely nervous, but to my relief, she told me that she had two, oh, so that she too had an IUD and loved it. And the doctor who was performing the procedure was the fastest she had ever seen. Let me tell you, she was right. The whole thing was so fast, which I appreciate as someone who has a high pain tolerance, but only for a small amount of time. In my opinion, the procedure itself wasn't what was so painful. It was the cramps that had followed. When the IUD was inserted, I felt a strange, crampy pressure deep inside me, which lasted for a full 30 seconds due to the dilation of my cervix and the IUD being inserted into my uterus. Right. (laughs) Afterward, my doctor gave me a heating pad and I waited in the office for about 30 minutes. I will also mention that I was scared to bend over or make any sudden movements just in case those would cause the IUD to pierce me or move in any way. After one awful night of excruciating pain, the pain was manageable until my first period. I read that it can take about six months for Paragard periods to normalize, and this was very true for me. Before Paragard, I had extremely light three to four day periods with minimal cramping. After Paragard, my periods were comparable to the elevator scene in The Shining. The elevator (laughs) butt scene in The Shining, she said. We're laughing, but that's terrible. Yeah, that is very terrible. (laughs) And for eight days, eight straight days. After researching cramp remedies, I realized that a powerful heating pad and ibuprofen were to be my best friends. Fast forward to today, three years later, my fiance and I are seriously so glad I chose Paragard. My periods are amazingly regular to the point where I know exactly what day my period is going to start. If I don't look at my period tracking app, aka flow. Mm-hmm. While making nice, I love that app. <laughs> <laughs> While my cramps are still painful, they are still manageable with Tylenol and a heating pad. But sometimes I am able to get through the day without either. My flow is still extremely heavy, which sometimes causes me to get dizzy and tired, but only for the first two days or so. There are weeks at a time I go without thinking about my IUD. I oftentimes forget that I have it. I will occasionally check to make sure that my strings are still in place. If they become shorter or longer, that can mean that the IUD has shifted either further inside your uterus or it is being expelled. That's what she said. Um, She said, too, that a lot of the questions I get regarding my IUD is whether or not my fiancé can feel it. He has told me that there has been only a handful of times during sex when he can feel the strings, but it was never uncomfortable for him. It seems like a lot of people are worried about stabbing their partner, lol. (laughs) But again, he swears that 99% of the time he does not feel a thing. Long story short, painful insertion, but I never worry about being pregnant, and after six to nine months, my periods became more manageable. Olivia, Olivia, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, for, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, I had a lot of fun reading it because I can just picture you in my head saying these <laughs> things out loud. The elevator scene kills me. Yes. Um, because yes, that is too relatable. Yeah. The think about your worst period, mm. like one hundred percent. That yeah. is the scene I think of. Oh, what an interesting experience! Like it's like it took a while for it to be worth it for her. Yeah, it seems like. 
a little while. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I would be just like her, so nervous. Like I would be talking to the nurse. I'm so nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, like please tell me what to do. And the nurse would have to be calming me down. Like, don't worry, honey. I have it too, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. I reached out to. Oh, my friend Chloe, who lives in Texas, sent in her testimonial. Hi, Chloe, if you're listening. Thank you again for sending this to me. It says, I was on Nexoplanon for eight years. I think I'm saying Exoplanon. Nexoplanon. Yeah, we said it sounded Nex- like a planet's name. Nexoplanon. <laughs> on planet Nexoplanon. <laughs> I was on Nexoplanon for eight years. It was the best birth control I've ever been on. It's a birth control implant that goes into your arm and slowly releases progestin over the span of four years. It doesn't have any estrogen in it, which worked for me because I personally have a high, I personally have higher testosterone levels than the average girl should have. While I was on it, I didn't have a single period and I didn't have to worry about taking an oral pill because my memory is so terrible. It is 99% effective and I can attest to that being very true. Really, the only bad things that came along with this particular birth control was that I did experience some major weight gain. I was very lucky that Nexoplanon worked for me because most of my friends who also had this bled uncontrollably and had mood swings and headaches all of the time that's the one thing that i've heard about nexoplanon is that you never stop bleeding oh my gosh have you heard that too no i haven't the people i know other than chloe that have had it they just are like no i never stopped my period never went away and i'm like they're like i had to get it i had to get it removed because i wanted my period to stop yeah that just and that made me think like why is that though why Why is is that happening yeah like there's only so much blood that is it defective (laughs) like what's going on i don't know okay chloe continues i was very my mood oh yeah they had they had all of the bad symptoms and none of the good everyone's birth control experience is so different this is the one that worked for me the best for me but it didn't work so great for other people. So would I suggest Nexoplanon to other women? I would. It's always worth a shot, and the process of putting it in and removing it is so easily done that why not try it out for the fact that it could be the best thing for you? Hmm. Chloe, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how people could differ. So, like, it worked for her, but for everybody else, it just didn't seem to. I know, and I remember one one day at work, she showed me in her arm. Yeah, she she put out her arm. Uh Chloe, I'll never forget, and you, like, you like uh, she didn't pop it out <laughs> but she showed me where it was yeah and it looks like a little match stick like oh really yeah it's pretty yeah. small but what freaks me out is that it's under your, your skin arm. and it's yeah. just like chilling there i don't know something <laughs> about that yeah that kind of makes me, me same but then again but something else that freaks me out is having an iud yeah inserted in me like both of those things something in my body like freaks like me out for an object yeah yeah i mean obviously that's a normal reaction for anyone getting mm-hmm. these forms of birth control but yeah i mean i've only ever like had to swallow a pill so yeah. i i've been considering nexoplanon though yeah. Nexplanon. I keep adding an A. <laughs> Nexplanon. I keep adding that like extra syllable that's yeah. not even in there. Sometimes we make up words. It's yes. fine. Um, okay. My last little testimonial mm-hmm. is from my coworker, Estrella. Hi, Estrella. Okay. She said, the first time I started using birth control was when I was 20 years old. I started off on the pill, but after about three months, I noticed I was very depressed and my doctor recommended I get off of the pill. Sure enough, soon after I was off the pill, I started feeling a lot better. So I explored other options and got the Nexoplanon implant in my left arm. It was going really well at first. 
My periods were lighter and I wasn't expecting any mood swings like with the pill. But over the course of six months with the Nexoplanon, I gained 35 pounds despite regular exercise and a healthy diet. Although not common, it turns out weight gain is a possible side effect of the Nexoplanon. I had it removed and and reevaluated my options. I eventually settled on the Marina IUD. Getting the IUD put in was some of the worst pain I have ever experienced. Okay, she doesn't say this, but I remember that... Who was it that told me it was like comparable to like having a child getting the IUD? Was Was that you? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. When you got your IUD, I will never forget. We were texting and you were like, I'm pretty sure this is what childbirth feels like, (laughs) if not worse. And I, I was like, oh my God. And didn't you say like, you wish that you didn't drive yourself to the appointment? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Continuing on with Estrella's little story. Um, Getting the IUD put in was some of the worst pain I have ever experienced. I almost passed out and ended up throwing up from the pain. I had very painful cramping for the next two weeks to follow and moderate to severe random cramping for over a year. I almost got it taken out because of the random cramps, but they went away eventually. I've had it for almost three years now and doing great. My periods are very, very light, no weight gain, and it doesn't affect my mood at all. Hmm. That's interesting. So she, she, like Chloe, started out... Or, I mean, both had, um, well, Chloe has the next plan on, but Estrella mm-hmm. started out with it and then eventually was like, whoa, this weight gain. And then she mm-hmm. switched over to the Marina IUD. Yeah. Okay, so the one that Olivia has is the copper one. Yeah, so that's the non-hormonal that's one. Exactly. Wow. Which I don't understand how copper can like just do that. Like I don't there's gotta be like some science to I mean there is a science yeah. <laughs> to it, like a reason why, but that is insane. It's very interesting. So Nexoplanon scares me, long story short, and I yeah. don't know if it's worth trying. No, I think it's I might try it out. I've been considering it for for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been experiencing major migraines, you know. Yeah. I struggle with migraines. I believe I have chronic migraines. But I think Is it because of 100%. I think yeah. it's because of birth control. Yeah. Currently, I take, um, it's called Ocella. It's like a different form of Yaz, which mm-hmm. is like a super popular birth control brand. Yeah. Or, yeah, the um, the pill brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a combination pill. So it has estrogen and progestin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started taking it in... I think it was 2009 or 2010 mm-hmm. and it's 2021. I'm still taking the same thing. Yeah. And I remember, um, like maybe like five years ago, um, I saw my doctor and I was like, Hey doc, listen, I've been on birth control for a long time. Are there long-term effects mm-hmm. to the pill? Yeah. And she was like the only long-term effect that you personally, it seems like with your body type has to worry about are the headaches. Huh. She said, if they are very, very, unbearable they get to the point where you cannot function which yes they do they are migraines Mm -hmm. the light sensitivity situation sucks i have to lay in bed with like my blackout curtains closed Mm -hmm. ice pack on my left eye it's always my left eye that oh it has excruciating pain Hmm. it's like an eye ache almost but it's a migraine that's interesting it's it's annoying and it happens every month oh the day i start the day or before I start my period day of or before mm. and it's awful. So when I said that to her, cause this started maybe like five years ago, she's like, here's what you can do. Skip the sugar pills, like the placebo pills and mm-hmm. just skip your period altogether. What? And I was like, doc, that does not sound like a good idea yeah, because really. 
how am I supposed to know if I'm that just pregnant? seems like avoiding how the am problem. I to know yeah. if I'm pregnant or not right, right. so I actually ended up doing that uh-huh. and it was I did it for like five months. It was the scariest five months of my life. <laughs> Again, every day I was like, oh, my yeah. God, I, I hope I'm not pregnant. I hope I'm not that pregnant fear. because yeah. I had no proof. Right. And I did feel sick because I was skipping. I was just taking more ingesting yeah. more of that hormone. Right. Um, and not taking a week off. But mm-hmm. it did stop the migraines. Interesting. So it's like yeah. your body like needs it or something. I know. So after like five months, I went back and was like, Doc, this is great. Thank you so much. And she's like, You've been doing it for five months. You're only supposed to do it in four month increments. What? She's like, Do it for four months and then take a break and then do it. And I was like, You did not tell me yeah, that. Or maybe you did and I wasn't listening to you. Because yes, that <laughs> right. that too could be true. Yeah. Maybe I was like daydreaming or zoning out. Yeah. But yeah, so the migraine stopped. And now every once in a while I'll, I'll skip my period, but Mm -hmm. I will say that's skipping your period purposefully sucks because Mm -hmm. you, it's like a natural process that you feel like you're inhibiting. The only thing that's on your mind is, am I pregnant? Right. And how am I to know? Yeah. And I don't feel like a woman anymore because Mm -hmm. where's my period? I don't have that, that making me feel like Mm -hmm. that reassurance. Yeah. That's pretty scary. So yeah, that's my little experience. Well, yeah, I hope you get it figured out and. Maybe try something new and see I how that I works. I think I will try something new. I I haven't considered the IUD, but mm-hmm. I mean, Olivia loves her, so maybe yeah. I should try it. Yeah. Um, I have some other friends with the IUD too. Um, the Marina one. That that one I think is the most popular among my friend group. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm scared. Yeah. I I feel like I need someone to go with me and hold my hand during the procedure. Well, like I need that support. Yeah. What's interesting, um, how you get headaches from the pill, um. When I was in high school, um, I was actually put on the pill for acne. Um, I think it was Yaz. Okay, yes. I was put on the pill, by the way, because of cramps. They put me on the pill and they were like, hey, this is going to help out with your cramps. I had really bad cramps Mm -hmm. and I would miss like two to three days of school because I would just be in bed crying because it was so painful. Yeah. So, yes, you did acne Mm -hmm. because of acne. Isn't that interesting that we can go on birth control for... I know. I was wondering because I like years down the line, I'm thinking, huh that's only something they can do for females right because like like a guy that comes in for acne is not gonna be like oh you're gonna go on birth control right right that's something that they would just suggest for females to like somehow balance out the hormones or something but then it could also make you gain weight right cause headaches yeah so what my experience with really quick with the pill and then i'll go talk about my experience with the iud um in high school it was for acne and um the specific type for acne has to be the combination Mm -hmm. birth control pill um just because i don't know science (laughs) (laughs) weird science (laughs) um but after a while like i don't know i was a teenager i wasn't super like aware of like my own health care like i probably should have been i was just like blindly accepting you know people's opinions of what i should do or whatnot so, but after a while, I started getting these very localized headaches on the right side, um, like behind my temple, close to like my ear, kind of around here. Mm. And I didn't like, they were really bad and I didn't really think anything of like it. I was like, why is this happening? I was freaking out and I went to the doctors and, um, to get it checked out. And never once was anyone like, oh, maybe it could be the birth control causing that like nobody even said anything about that like they've seen my medical history they have all my medications and whatnot Hmm. and 
so I was freaking out because they were getting pretty bad and I was like and they were so localized that it was I was like this is strange like it shouldn't be something's like something's really wrong here yeah and so they ended up getting me uh I think it was it a cat scan or an MRI I forget which one it was but I got like a scan of my head to see if there was like a tumor or something and so I went through that whole process oh my god they couldn't find anything of course and um so yeah I didn't really think much of it as a teenager compared like the side of possible side effects of the pill and I think one day I was just like kind of just really thinking about it what could cause it and I was like well maybe it's the pill yeah like maybe and so then I think I looked up the side effects myself after that and was like okay so then I ended up stopping the birth control and guess what your headaches went away gradually those little localized migraines that is so interesting that they didn't tell you hey the side effect because yeah my doctor didn't say that to me either I actually just looked it up myself and I read like the little pamphlet that comes with your birth control box right and I remember reading the number one Mm -hmm. side effect that's most common yeah um with Yaz slash Ocella because I think they're Mm -hmm. essentially both the same thing same brand um our headaches Mm -hmm. but it doesn't say migraines or like tension migraines like and it sucks but like and i'm i'm at the point where i'm like is it worth it like yeah could i just ultimately ultimately like the healthcare providers are like they're not gonna like list all the dangerous side effects in front of you because then you're never gonna take it exactly exactly (laughs) so it's up i I learned the hard way that it's ultimately up to you to like do Do the research research. yeah Yeah. which is i mean that kind of sucks but at the same time like we put our trust into our doctors like yeah um i don't know like i said earlier all of our bodies are different our systems Mm -hmm. are so different you have to find what works for you but yeah it's it sucks that we have it sucks that the side effects have to exist at all Mm -hmm. yeah Um, but anyway flash forward to now mm -hmm. um (laughs) little kind of ironic funny experience going to the OBGYN discussing like options or whatever for birth control and turns out that the gynecologist was uh or is but I don't go there anymore a member of my catholic church <laughs> really yeah i think he was like a prominent figure in the catholic church that i went to your gynecologist but, yeah and i didn't like i didn't really know because i've never seen him i didn't really frequent church Whoa. anymore and that's weird basically it was kind of a weird like discussion because i found out like right before i had gone in otherwise i like wouldn't have like chosen him because like that's kind of a weird dynamic right yeah it is um so basically I went in there and I, I told him, I was like, you know, I'm interested in taking the birth control. I previously had headaches from the pill, yada, yada, yada. But, um, funny story is like, um, I also hate the office that I go to. I'm glad that I'm moving because I need a different office because really? it's just you like, don't, you don't like it. It's a freaking chaos, like chaotic place there. And like, I don't want to have that anxiety going into like for my appointments, but basically, um, yeah, just imagine discussing birth control with uh, the doctor who's like uh, Catholic who don't believe in birth control. And I didn't realize until after I had asked him about birth control that he specifically does not prescribe birth control. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so that was like an interesting experience for me. So I but he like still told me about my options and but 
the other weird thing is he basically like sales pitched me an IUD. He's like, basically, it's all the rage in Europe <laughs> right now or something like that. Um, but so, yeah, he basically sales pitched me on that. And um, so I decided to go that route because I had previously had headaches with the pill and it just seemed like a, a better option for me. And so I had to obviously go to somebody else because he wouldn't prescribe it to me because of his religious beliefs, which is whatever. That is so interesting. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I actually had a hard time with that office, like getting it going. Like, hmm. I feel like that process should be like relatively easy for you to like get like the resources and stuff. But I, it was yeah. like it. They wanted that you process, to fight for it. Yeah, that process. <laughs> they was wanted like, you to work for it. Right. So basically, anyway. Long story short, go into the office to have my IUD placed in. The the Skyla IUD is what I have. Oh. And um, it's like good for three years. Mm. Um, because I didn't. Oh, they're all different. They're all good for um different lengths. Yeah. Um, and it's the smallest one too. So I was like, I don't want something like huge up there. Yeah, I should have. I should have took some notes on um. Should have taken notes on like the difference between all of them, but it's fine. Yeah. So before the visit, um, I felt like looking back I feel like I was very misguided about what to expect really because she was like oh it's fine like it's not painful if you want just to be safe take two ibuprofen before you come in I was like okay sounds like what they said to Olivia just take some Tylenol before you come in you'll be fine (laughs) so I did that um and like the initial insert like just like a tinge whatever like kind of what you would expect from Mm -hmm. that and um it wasn't until I got home um, okay, wait. They have to dilate your uterus to put it in. Is that right? That's what I got from Olivia's story. No, they just I, they just stick it up in there. Yeah, they don't no dilation. I wonder needed. if would it be different if maybe it's, it's that a different copper brand. IUD? Yeah, I don't know because it could be. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna look more into that. That yeah. is interesting. Okay, sorry. Continue. Um, but yeah, so they're saying like two ibuprofen before your visit should be fine. But by the time I got home, felt like I needed a fucking morphine drip. Like <gasps> it was that bad. Um, oh it was like I was the one who told you it felt like freaking what I yeah. would imagine birthing pains to feel like. Oh my um, god! Up there with the most like pain I've experienced in my life. And this was after the fact when you had gotten home, right? Yeah. And I called the um, office because I was like. This is not unaware okay. of it being that painful because online I like had read a couple things about it being painful, but then mostly reviews about it being like, oh, just like mild cramping, like uh, maybe like a bad cramping day for like on your period. And I was like, OK, I can kind of expect that. But for some reason, my body was just like overdrive on the pain. I hate that they didn't prepare you in any way for that. Like, you, like didn't. Yeah, know I wish expect. somebody was like, oh, it could be like mild cramping symptoms to you're giving birth oh feeling God. pain kind of pain. And that lasted all night long. I remember just being like in freaking fetal position. I ended up having to take um a painkiller like a stronger painkiller because it was that bad and even that the stronger painkiller did not like subside the pain completely oh my god it was, it was like that pretty, is a nightmare pretty bad um and then after like a couple of days the cramping went away slowly got better but it was just a horrible experience like i wish i was like forewarned about that Ugh. possibility i would have been so pissed because i was I'm sure you were i was scared that something was wrong i was like it 
shouldn't you're, be this painful, you're like, right? It, you're like, it's moving inside me yeah. or it's falling out <laughs> or of like me. Or like my body is rejecting it yeah. or something. And oh my God. And they didn't prepare you at all for that. Yeah. So listen, guys, oh my God. if you're thinking about getting an IUD, know that my experience was probably an extreme. Also, you should you talk could. about your, um, your cyst. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was going to mention that a little bit in a little bit. Okay. So basically I've had it for a couple of years now, so like in a year I'll have to get it out because it's only good for three. But um, I've noticed over the course of a couple of years because it kind of takes a little bit for you to start realizing your symptoms, like mm. to like come to terms of like, oh, this is what it is. But um, over the past couple of years, I feel like my depression has gotten a lot worse. Mm. Um, and I, my periods are pretty regular now, but before they were kind of they were very light, which was cool. Now they're totally regular. Um, yeah, I think it is messing with my moods a lot. I think mine is. I think the pill is for me, too. I, I, I think so, too. Because I'm looking at, like, before the birth control, how I was. Like, sure, like, I had some moods, like, but they were manageable. Now, like, ever since the birth control from the IUD, I felt like they're be- they became unmanageable. Almost like that kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, And then last year, you know, no, I think it was, like, maybe six months after I had it placed in, I um, went to the hospital because I was having like severe like pain on like my abdomen. Mm -hmm. And um, turns out it was a cyst. And I've had like a couple since then. And I went to um, the OBGYN to have it like checked out because never in my life have I gotten cysts before. Like never in my whole life. And I was like, oh, like... Is this because of the IUD? I read online that it could be a possible side effect. And she's like, no, no, they actually are supposed to help, like not help you not get cysts. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's weird because I've never gotten cysts in my life before. And And what caused it? Do you know what causes cysts other than like the IUD? I don't know. You don't know? I think it's like just like a genetic thing, but like. But you've never had to deal with them until now. Yeah, until like a few months after I got my IUD placed in. So I was like, okay, there's a little correlation there. Definitely. Um, so yeah, and I just found that that was kind of strange where she's like actively denying it when there's multiple things online saying that it that can be a possible side effect. So I just feel kind of um, misguided about, I mean, there's probably a lot of better offices out there that are more informative and like helpful. I just feel like, what I've encountered with my experience has not been great. Um, I think for sure going to get it taken out soon because I just, I want to see like if my suspects are, are accurate. Like yeah. if, if my mood improves because like, I don't know. I just want to see like what my body is without it and then check out different options yeah. because I don't know. I, I mean, it's been great because I don't really feel it. I mean, it's other than that. I just I don't know. I feel like it's not the greatest option for me, though. I have had have heard like great stories about it. So, yeah, I I don't know. I, too, am fearful of what my body would be like and how it would react Mm -hmm. off of some kind of like hormone like birth control, because I've been on it for so long that I I'm I don't remember what it I mean I do remember I don't know it's hard to explain like with the mood situation Mm -hmm. because I remember 
before I mean 2009 I was what a freshman in high school or I think yeah so I you think don't really was, know like what you are without it I like, think it was 2010 I think I was actually a sophomore when I got it and I, I remember specifically getting it because of cramps and and it did mm-hmm. help I haven't had my cramp I still get cramps every now and then yeah um but I remember like it made a huge difference mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of took them away completely um I, I don't I can't remember if it made my acne in high school worse or better. I think mm-hmm. it I think it made it worse. Mm-hmm. They say like like it's yeah, worse I didn't for, notice. I didn't notice any difference with my acne either. Or what do they say? It's it has to get worse before it can get better. That's right. what they say to you. I hate that saying. I hate that so much, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it got really bad and then it like eventually went away. But I'm still dealing with adult acne. Yeah, so I feel like honestly, what's this the secret for that? Causing me to have acne. Is that a side effect? Maybe it is. Dude, everything's know. a side Like it's all a side effect <sighs> because here's the thing. Yes, you're right. I don't remember what it was like for me not to be on it. Mm hmm. I I'm nervous uh, like yeah I I I don't know I almost want I get where you're coming from part of me is like maybe I should just go the all-natural route and not have <laughs> yeah. any hormones in my body I don't want anything implanted in me right. I just need to be super safe mm-hmm. like use other forms of contraception yeah. but uh, I don't know it's I mean I, I feel like I'm in a tough spot because I like is my body relying on this Ocella pill? Mm, like is it think. now relying on it and it wants it for and also I've been on it for so long. Like I asked my doctor, like, Doc, when it when do I need to stop? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I've been on it for too long. This yeah. this doesn't feel like it should be okay. Right. Like it feels like there needs to be a time limit. Right. But she was like, No, it's there's no like long term effects of the pill. No one knows about long term <laughs> effects yet. And I'm like, you know what? No I'm one gonna knows. be the person that yeah. comes up with them. That's like a weird Migraines. thing to say. No one knows yet. Yeah. <laughs> You're our test subjects. <laughs> and of course, of course there's stuff online like, oh, long term effects, like right. infertility, possible mm. problems like It's so scary. Like, and I, I don't I don't know. I I just honestly don't know what to do. I uh, it's yeah and isn't it crazy like we're doing all of this mm-hmm. we're going through all of this because we we just don't want to get pregnant yeah and guys have nothing to worry about oh, I hate that part of it you're just like they don't have anything to worry about <sighs> yeah they lucked out of not having birthing pains either <laughs> what how did all the, the women how did have we to get do, the short end all the work <laughs> all the work yeah well and isn't that we have to do all the work and we're still fighting to have reproductive rights. Like, right. That's pretty crazy. Give to us me. our freaking rights. Yeah. And then we like we'll stop complaining. Yeah. For, Seriously. For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. Yeah, it's pretty um interesting how we still have to kind of like not necessarily fight for but yes, fight for like our health care and stuff, but fight to like stay informed and yes to be believed because um there's so many times when I've gone in and just different situations where uh and I have a really high pain tolerance I don't and like I grew up playing sports and that was just like a thing like I would just get right back up even if I was hurting you're pretty tough I can definitely attest to that thanks and so anyways when I am hurting when I like I'm not the one that's gonna go to the doctors for something that I can just handle on my own yeah Yeah. like if you're going it's for a good reason it's for a good reason right and there's been many times where I have gone to the doctors and they just dismiss my 
like pain or like what I'm experiencing. Wow. And I I just can't imagine like had like an assertive male gone in there and said, this is what I'm experiencing. What can you do for me? And I've gone in like that before, like not necessarily assertive, but like becoming so fed up with like not being heard. Yes. That like I need to be heard and like I need something done about this. And it's crazy that like we even have to like I don't know I know like struggle with that like to even be heard or believed and I know what you're saying like when they hear like oh I'm having experience with tough cramps Mm -hmm. they're like oh yeah like it'll get better when you're older like no but like what about me right now I'm struggling with this right now or or maybe they don't think it's as bad as we're saying yeah I I get that feeling too Mm -hmm. I I hate that I hate that so much I've had multiple experiences where I won't get into too much detail, but for sure, when I was like 13 or something, I had this horrible experience where I ended up having to be hospitalized, but I went to the doctor twice before I went to the hospital, and both times they sent me home saying, nothing to worry about, like, you're fine, and one person didn't even want to examine me because they didn't believe me, then they (gasps) examined me, and they're like, yeah, you need to go to the hospital, so it was like the last straw that they finally believed me. Same thing happened when I had back pain. I was going in for lower back pain. They're like, oh, it's fine. Just do some exercises, like take some ibuprofen, use a heating pad. I was like, okay, like they did that. And then I would start getting- But you want to know what's causing right. your back pain. So then I started getting sciatica pain, like the pinching. Oh. And then I couldn't move, like I couldn't walk, whatever. They're like, I explained that. And then so finally they did like a thing and then it turned out like I had a, a bulging disc or whatever. That was like- and you're uh, like, yeah, finally, thank you for giving me an answer. That was like conflicting like my nerve or whatever right there. So it's like we have to freaking fight for our healthcare still. We have to, my experience, um, you know, like fight for or like really try to get your birth control and like that whole experience and to stay informed. I'm sure there are other offices, other doctors that are incredible. I just haven't found them yet and I am looking for you. (laughs) So yeah, I'm, and I feel like we've come a long way, just like we were talking about last episode. Yes. In terms of like women's rights and equality and all that, but I feel like we still have a long way to go. Definitely. So Yes. And thank you to all your friends for sharing yes. thank your experiences you guys. because that's like a person. It can yeah, be personal. Yeah. yeah. Super easy thing to do. And I really appreciate it because we've got to we've got to let each other know, uh, be on the end together. Yeah. Like I said, women supporting women. We have yeah. to be there for each other because if we're not there for each other, what are we doing? Who will? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. Yes, thank Um, you. If you have any questions, comments, if you want to tell us your birth control experience, Mm -hmm. um, DM us. Maybe you will be featured in an upcoming episode. Maybe we'll do a part two to birth control um, stories. Or maybe it'll be an episode um, just of a QA. and a Like, the future is bright. We don't know what it holds, but it's going to be great. Yeah. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye.